So tell tell us what what got you into comics and this wonderful wonderful feel. Oh, this wonderful wonderful <laughs> wonderful industry of like lavish women and lots of money <laughs> and no, it does it just doesn't go that way. Um, I've always been in the comics He's living as a kid. the best life right now. Uh, <laughs> like, damn. I was told there's gonna be women and pie and lots of money when I got into comics. That's what I was told. I think only one of those things are true. <laughs> yeah, it's probably pie. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Nerds of the Round. I am Sebastian. Your boy Tone from across the hall. It's your boy Law. And today with us, we have the one, the only, Dennis Knight. Uh, that was the best intro that I ever had. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, uh, my older cousin Mike actually got me into comics when I was a little kid. I was, I was, in, I was, a little, I was like five, seven years old. Came across the street, my own comic, so he let me read his. So I read a lot of X-Men growing up, a lot of like, you know, Spider-Man, Punisher, like a lot of big, big Marvel, big, big Marvel fan. That's right, Marvel, that's right. What's the, what's the first, like, comic that really stuck to you? Like, do you remember a story, oh, a story man. that was like, yo, this is like, like, that changed my life? Probably the death of Superman. Wow. No, Bring it, it was, back. That's a it was, classic. No, it was bad because it's like, I was reading the comic book in class and I started crying. <laughs> oh, And the teacher's like, wow. what's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong. I have to come like under the table, so I couldn't say that. Like, These women are dead. You're supposed to do a math. What are you doing? So I'm just sitting there crying. Like at one point, like, oh, dude, what's wrong? Dude? My friend who passed me, he's like, dude, it's okay. It's gonna be alright. <laughs> like he's consoling me in class over the death of Superman. So that was probably like, like my fondest memory of comics. Wow. I think, that was, I think that was a big moment for a lot of us, dude. When we saw that book, I, and Doomsday just like breaking it into him. Because it's like, as a kid growing up, Superman, Superman, nobody can beat him. Like, he's Superman. And then, like, this guy comes with an attitude problem and then, like, basically destroys the whole town while he's beating Superman. It's like, <laughs> unheard of. Like, dude, sir, what are you doing with my life? Like, my whole life changed, crumbled. Dang, everybody's yeah. crumbled right there. That was, that, was one, that was one of the defining moments in comic books when Superman took that L. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Lois Lane was holding him, psh, Waterworks, man. Just couldn't couldn't help it. I mean, 90s comics was like, to me, that was like the big boom. I mean, like, you had all these crazy ideas. Like, Image was like burning towns. Like, their their stories were edgy. (laughs) They had crazy characters. Their colors were amazing. Like, the colors would melt your face. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never seen the neon greens as vivid as the Image used to put them. So, would you say that that might have been the boom for independent comics for people who... 100%. Todd McFarlane, he's definitely a trailblazer because actually when he created Spawn, he went to Marvel first. Yeah. He said, hey, got this cool character. Marvel's like, nah, we can't put that out. Actually, speaking of that too, Rob Leffield also too, when he was doing X-Force, some of those characters that were in Youngblood were in a sketchbook that mm-hmm. they were supposed to be in X-Force sure. and they just never moved over. And that's and why him. when Image started, it was a lot of guys from Marvel that like pitched ideas to like the top Jim guys. Lee. They were like, you know, Jim Lee... Jesus, if I ever meet him, I will pass out and faint. He's my hero. I'm surprised. He's at, he's at almost like every convention now. And yeah, the thing is, is that we, we do the same conventions. I just have time to get over it. One time, I tried to meet Chris, Chris Claremont, and I left my table in small press. I can sneak out. I went all... No, anybody who's been to Comic-Con know how big the Javis Center is. So I had to go from small press all the way to Artist Alley. I get and there. And this is when it's still in the annex? Yeah. Wow! Oh yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a that's a walk. Need a scooter. That, that's at least that's at least twenty minutes. <laughs> that's that's a long like getting through the crowd. So I get there and his line, no joke, was like all the way down. So I just got there. So there's no way I could wait on this line. So I waved to him. He waved back to me. 
I cried a little bit, then went back to my table, <laughs> and that was my meeting with Chris. Kramer. But you had a but you had an exhibitor badge, no? No, I had, Some, I, sometimes that gives you a little little mm, pull, man. No, Chris was like, no, no, back to my. Oh, oh, you're tired, just like me. Okay, you have to go all the way back. No, that's how it is. So. So tell us about Pronto Comics for people who haven't heard about Pronto Comics. Um, Pronto Comics is an independent comic book publisher based in New York City. And basically what we do is like, we give you a platform to display your work. Good work. I must <laughs> emphasize good work because I get a lot of pitches, I get a lot of scripts, and I say, no, we're not putting this out. There's no way. But also, I'm not a total jerk because I give people pointers, okay? You're not ready yet, but here's what you can do to get ready. So like I get a script, I get an idea. Please, if you pitch, if you see me at Comic Con, do not pitch me with this. Do not wave your hand. Like, hey, I got this great idea. Why don't you do this? I'll stop listening. Like, no, don't do it to yourself. Um, have you had anyone that like gave you a real bad pitch and then eventually like oh. listened to the critique and was like, all right, came back no, to you? No, no. <laughs> no, no one actually like, once comes I say, back. Once I tell them, no, it's not going to work, they say, oh, well, you don't know my vision. You don't know who I am. I'm an artist. I'm like, okay, oh, you're right. I don't know who man. you are. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't know who you are. That's why I'm trying to help you. But, but you know, but the, the good ideas that I do, I like. I'm very fair. If it's a good idea, I give you my card. If it's not a good idea, you're not going to get my card. That, that's that's, that's <laughs> as simple as it gets. If it's a bomb idea, you're going to buy him a drink. <laughs> See, yeah. Sebastian knows because me and Sebastian, we've been at a lot of lot of after parties together. So he knows like how I get down. People are like kind of lining up to talk to me. They're kind of like inching over, like. And so I'm like, here it comes. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I try to tell people, you got butter up a little bit. You got, you got to buy him a drink first. Let's go. <laughs> so how'd you get involved with Pronto then? Um, actually, my artist, Kirk Ferrazanis, he is the guy that draws my book, Cross. He does the interior work and he does the covers for every issue that we have. And he he's actually told me about Pronto. He's like, hey, man, because I was, I was pitching the image, especially like all, any, any label, I mean, label, sorry, any publisher just mailing out stuff every week. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. So then he said, Yo, look at Pronto. So I looked them up, and then we sent them a submission. By the time we submitted the Pronto, we only had four, four issues already done. Oh, wow. So I think nice. that kind of like, you know, but yeah. it was, hey, okay, he has complete work. He has a team together. So then that's decided to go with us. And I've been with them ever since. That's what's up. So how did you get into the more, like, um, the management side of it? Um, I asked him, what's it like to be editor? So, oh, you want to be editor? Boom, there you go. There's a script. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no training, no seminar here. Trial by fire. Yeah, just, the parts where they make you swim with sharks. So, oh, oh, you want to be editor? Oh, okay. Boom, okay. there you go. Save the sharks. Less. <laughs> and then, at first, I was so weird. I said, man, this is somebody else's work. I don't want to mess it up. Now, like, this is done. This is done. Now, just, like, rewriting, like, sentences and, like, change exclamation marks. Like, okay, now it's better. You're welcome. <laughs> So it's a learning curve, but like you know, also like you don't want to change the person's vision; you just want to improve the vision. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you do. Like there's one script that got, whew, man. Listen, it was a turkey. Like man, <laughs> put it in the oven and cook it because like, I don't know what to do with this thing. Wow. But then I, I really looked at it. I said, okay, well, I see where the person is going with it. Let me tweak it. So once mm. I did the tweaks, I made some notes. So then back to the person. The person was like, okay, I get where you're going. Since so it's, it's a communication, like I yeah. see where you're coming from. I see what you're trying to improve. So let me improve on it. Once you sent it back with the, with the notes. Don't run it. It was like go for it. No, just put it out tomorrow. Like it's good. It can go. And are you getting are you getting scripts with uh, with images with drawings or is it more so just a most script times with, it's just yeah. the actual script. Like okay. before it even gets to the artist, that's no, that's normally what I deal with. But sometimes I do get images, and I like sometimes when I get images, I say okay, I see where they're going with the artist. 
it's hard because it's like it's hard to tell the artist like okay change this change that because you already drew it no artist wants to hear hey change that page no artist wants to hear that i mean no artist wants to hear it but it's like at the same time your first piece that you draw is probably not going to be the best one that right. gets that scene out there. I, I know that because I come from an artist background. Of course, that's. But I know how it is too. Like, no, no, this is yeah. this is good. Ah. No, it's like, it's like that. That that, that I yeah. mean, it usually takes a couple of issues before you get like the stride of what the character design looks sure. like, yeah. the environment, everything. Right. You see it. It so, takes time. It's, it's 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 progressive, you know. So it's just like. I like being on the beginning part of things because I can see the vision in my head before I even see any images. Okay. I see where the person is going with the stage directions, with the, like, the script and all that. Okay, I see where you're going. Keep going forward or change the direction. Or It's like being a director almost. Okay. And a film that's in your head. That's what you do. Do you guys, like, if someone pitched you an idea yeah. and they only have a script or an artist needs a writer, would you guys do the pairing yourselves? Yeah, um, I've done a lot of um, team building. I've done like, you no, know, oh, okay, you need an artist. I know tons of artists. Okay, let me put you in touch with somebody. You guys can talk it out and see if you can come to some kind of agreement. Okay, dope, dope. Yeah. Nice. So tell us about some of your favorite um, and some of the, the projects that have come out of Pronto. My favorite? Oh, man. That's <laughs> Not asking, like, which kid is your favorite? That's, don't, that's don't put in your own. That's a whole other <laughs> conversation. That's, that's yes, a it tough is. one. I would say the best book that Pronto, that my favorite, oof. There's been so many, man. Um, I would have to say probably Nat Boy, which is um, by artist Chris Bermacombe. I forget the writer, but he's a cool guy, too. Uh, basically, what the story is, is like this kid, he goes to sleep and he dreams and he wakes up with the ability. that Let's say he had a dream that he was flying. He will wake up with wings. Let's mm. say he had a dream that he was a fish. He will wake up with gills. And he's actually like a superhero, which is really, really cool. I feel like that's awesome, but could go wrong so <laughs> yeah. quickly. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword. It's a slippery slope, but the yeah. writer had a good job with it. Like, he, that's he awesome, it. though. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Yeah, that, that I feel like if they ever, if you guys ever wanted to spoof it, you could probably come up with some really funny concepts from when he woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that can go we real can, south can, real yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I was going to cut like, out. Like, we're going to keep like it a, PG. A rated we'll keep M, PG. parental yeah. MSG label all over the front cover. Like, kids, you're not, you're not old enough to read this. It's is funny. There, is there a particular genre you guys stick to or pretty much no, anything's we're, we're game? we're open. We, like, we do a lot of science fiction. We do a lot of horror. We do a lot of um, comedy. This guy, I'm Simon Peterson. He's based in Europe. He has a very different brand of humor, and it's funny, but it also can be perceived as crass. Ah, oh, nice, nice. I mean, it's funny. I laugh at it. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't the comic around kids. There's an audience for everybody. Yeah, no, of course, 100%. Um, no, we're pretty open, like, science fiction. Like, my niche, I would say, is noir. That's what I'm known for. That's what I'm, like, really, really good at. Mm. Like, for writing, also for editing. Also, I'm getting to superhero stuff. I try to do, like non-typical superhero stories. Yeah. Okay. Like the reluctant hero kind of thing. That's kind of like my niche. This is like, because people can relate to it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because nobody wants to put on the cape, jump out the window and save the world. Not everybody wants to do that. No. They want to so, be the Hancock. So, someone wants to <laughs> roll over and get five minutes of sleep. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I like that because it's like people can relate to it. And one thing about writing, that people have to relate to your material. Yeah. If they don't relate, they're not going to read it. Absolutely. As a writer. Yes. I got to ask you. Okay. What are some of the dream characters that you would love to work on if someone was to approach Oof. you right now from one of the major studios? Oh, man. Man, listen, I'm going to keep you guys here all night. <laughs> um, for me, I would love to do a Batman book. Ooh. Okay. I have, like, all these ideas because the thing is, like, Batman, he is not a character for kids. That may get Absolutely you to meet not. Jim Lee. 
What's your? Don't play with me. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your? Your, you know he's the artist behind some of the Batman stuff. Of course, yeah. What's What's your Batman story that you go to that you're just like, I can read this a thousand times over. Easily, um, Nightfall. All right, all right. I mean, man, Bane whooped his ass. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let you two talk Batman because this this is the other Batman fan right here. Oh, is it? oh obviously, wow. Kim the spirits, Kim the spirits. No man, it's just like even like even after the Nightfall thing, when Azrael took over as Batman, mm-hmm. crazy in the bag of cats. Oh yeah, and like him and Ryan, yo, I remember the issue when Robin fought Azrael in the Batcave and whooped his ass. Yeah, Oof. gave him the business. Oh yeah. <laughs> So you know Robin wasn't a boy anymore. No, no, because the thing was that he came to get his car because like Bruce Wayne promised him the Redbird when he got his license. So he was gonna come get his car and leave. And I was like, "Yo, my back is a bitch. Your back is. What do you think this is?" <laughs> and yo, he gave him. Yo, he threw them hands like for real. Listen, man, like not for nothing. Those kids are some of the best fighters in the DC for universe. Real. Bar none. They can like, scrap. They got yeah, hands. For sure. They can scrap. The, the Robin lineage, all the way down to Damian Wayne, is probably the most beast lineage in terms of kids in the DC universe. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Like, they are the Titans family, roster. They are A, messed up, and B, they can fight. Yeah. They got issues. But even, even like... Ability wise, like for fighting, sure, they're like all super gifted in their own way. But the brains on like between Dick, Barbara, and Tim alone, brains wise, forget about it. The one thing I love about Tim Drake is like he figured out who Batman was. Yeah. And showed about the back cave, like, hey man, you hired me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. him his resume. You know, I know where you are now, yeah. yeah. We can't kill you, so I guess we're gonna give you a job. Like that's exactly how we got the job. <laughs> Tim is that dude, man. Like, shout and out. A lot of people, they don't give him his respect, yo. Respect nah, on nah. Like, they've, they've done it in the comics, especially in the recent years, yeah. where they've, like, try to make it so, like, people know, like, yo, Tim. He's the man. Would be the next, like, perfect Batman. He would. Because, like, even, like, Dick was talking to Jason about it, and Dick was like, nah. Isn't, like, the best one out of all of us. Isn't yeah, that the Robin they went with the Teen Titan show? Tim Drake? No. No, 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 it no, was, no, 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 no. With the new Titans, the live Titans action. Go? No, no, no. The, with the, the live, live action. The live action only introduced uh, Dick and um, Jason. Okay. Which will finally, hopefully, get a like live action Jason death. So excited for that. Oh man! I mean, I re- I read that book and it didn't make me cry because I wasn't a big Jason Todd. <laughs> no, you, you, I like Jeff. I didn't vote. 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 I didn't vote for him to die. <laughs> I just as didn't much as like, like death in the family. I love death of the family, like True. the Scott Snyder, like. I'm reading that yeah. shit, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like in the middle of like people training, like you know, in the gym and shit, and I'm just there, like, yeah, yeah, you guys keep doing what yeah. you're doing, and they're just looking at me like, the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, no, Snyder, he's an amazing writer. Like, I got to meet him multiple times. No, and I'm don't just like, ah. see, why is everybody beating my heroes? <laughs> listen, listen, you gotta be with this guy. Scott was like, oh yeah, like. Like, he said something, like, really in passing that I was like, bro, watch what you say. He was like, oh, yeah, one day when you start writing, like, Batman, like, I'll, you know, you, you have to work with me in one of the cases, and I'll, like, pass the reins to you. And I was like, chill. Like, what? whoa. <laughs> it's a very big mantle. No, but not for nothing, in my opinion, one of the best teams, writer, artist, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. Absolutely, oh, yes. Batman. See, man. Capullo... Capullo, Capullo is one of those artists that he gets a fine, simplistic, but detail. It's so good. He, 
I love Capullo when he did Spawn. Yes. Because he was the... Yes. So good. He was the one artist that can actually do Spawn justice after McFarlane. Because when McFarlane walked away. I agree. Um, And then he... Not a lot of people knew that he created the character, the Creech. Yeah. Again, fantastic artwork. But then to find out that he was doing Batman... Again, Greg Capullo and Jim Lee are probably the two best that I've seen work on Batman I would agree in the last with re- recent few years. I agree with you. Because like, recently, I would say my top three for Batman, Neil Adams, Capullo, Jim Lee. Those are my top three for Batman. I actually met Neil Adams once. Very, very cool guy. He's kind of like an old school like gangster grandpa. <laughs> Just like sitting around and, hey, kids, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like he actually went to Joe Simon for a job. Okay. And Joe Simon was like, hey, man, I don't know if Comic Book's going to be around like the next year. He's like, get a real job. And Neil Adams was like, no, I want to do this. And then, believe it or not, he stuck with it, obviously, because he's Neil Adams. Yeah. It's, it's and then Adams. one day, he's having coffee in the D.C. break room, and Joe Simon walks in and says, hey, man, I need your help with something. I need your advice. So the guy who turned, who actually tried to turn new that, Neil Adams down for a job is asking him for a career advice years later. That's crazy. Which is like, What? A milestone. Funny story. Neil doesn't remember this, but actually, I saw him in the bathroom at Comic Con years, years back. Oh my God, it's Neil Adams. Now, mind you, I'm there. He's there. We're both professionals. I'm not going to talk to the man while he's waiting to use the bathroom. That's just rude. So I nodded to him. He nodded to me, and I kept walking. But the man says, "Like, oh my God." Like like his work like even like his work with Daniel Neal when they did like the Green Lantern and the True. Green Arrow series, they touched on a lot of like psychosocial issues, which was like unheard of. And they really, really like, yo, we put up a chair, we're gonna talk about this. That's why I respect them a lot. I think okay. that's 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 when comics actually shine for me. Mm. Is when they touch up on social issues that a lot of stuff is afraid to touch. Like scared, McFarlane's, yeah. um, when Spawn came out, it was a big thing when they touched up on homelessness. Yes. And you didn't see that in comics. When they had Green Arrow's uh, Speedy, we found out that he was a junkie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Watchmen. Watchmen opened the floodgates. What? That is probably one of like, my, the best books I've ever read for like graphic novels and comics because it's like the Watchmen. Jesus. Funny story. I'm on a date. This was <laughs> years ago. And like she's, she likes the bowl. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I'll bowl with you. I can't bowl at all, but she was pretty, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fake it. <laughs> so I'm just like throwing the ball down the lane, like gutter balls left and right. I didn't care, whatever. Like, she's pretty, so. Bumper rails, bro. No, nah, man. They, no, she was like a legit bowler. Like, she like had shoes and everything. Like, she was about her oh, shit. She was about that life. She was about to give you the business. She was a real, no, she whipped my ass. Like, <laughs> she was like in the hundreds. I was like 20, whatever. Like, had bro. her own shoes, brought her own ball. No, <laughs> she was. Like all had her, her initials she on it. Was the was the bowling shirt. That's what she was the bowling shirt. But she had the arm thing with the wrist. <laughs> she had that skull ball for Mister. No, she, she was ready, <laughs> and I'm just like on the whim, like, hey, what are you doing? I'm bowling. If you want to come, I'm here. I'm like, shit, all right. So, <laughs> took a cab downtown. You about, about to catch this L right now. <laughs> <laughs> she went my ass. That's neither here nor there. So then we're having a bar. We have to drink, having a bar. And she likes comics, so I brought her one of my comics. I said, hey, you know, this is for you, blah, blah, blah. So then she was like, don't sign the comic. Sign the backboard. Weird, but <laughs> sure, why not? You're pretty. So sign the backboard. So then we're at the bar having a drink, and she's never read the Watchmen. I lost my shit. How do you? <laughs> wait, wait. First of all, you're into comics, but you haven't read the Watchmen. 
I'm sorry. I'm judging you. I haven't. I'm I'm judging you, ma'am. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) He judged. (laughs) No, like you never read the Watchmen? Nope. He didn't read it. What? He has all of his information from the movie. And so when we were watching the HBO show, and I would be like, yo, this, 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 this. And he's like, oh, well, you know, they didn't, uh, that wasn't talked about in the movie. Or I'm like, because it's in the fucking comic book. <laughs> Bro, you never so. read The Watchmen? <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> My introduction from Watchmen was the movie. Okay. And then when I went back and everyone's like, yo, you got to read the comic. I literally got so many indecisive, like, you should read the comic, you shouldn't read the comic. Right. Where I was like, all right, so one of... Uh, very like trusted like source was like dude the comic is good it's a really almost one-to-one with the movie if you watch the movie and didn't like it you're probably not gonna like the like the okay. so it's it it's just one of those not my thing i appreciate it but got it yeah okay yeah. but the show <laughs> but look who directed the movie we we talked no, about this man but no, 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 it's no, not no, that it's no, not no, that because no, no, visually that. it was no, like, visually it was beautiful. Visually it's beautiful. beautiful. Like, beat beautiful. for beat. Yeah. Like, the book. It's, it's yeah. page for page, beat for beat. The only right. changes are the slow-mo, the comics are updated, and they made it more action-packed. Yeah, right. that was it. I, I just have a is, love-hate relationship with Zack Snyder. We all do. The, the one constant, it will look pretty. Yes. yes. <laughs> we can all agree on that. Yes. There but the go. story, I feel like the storytelling in the book versus the storytelling in the HBO series, the HBO series, like, resonated. They took a lot of well, the, the HBO series took a lot of beats of how the books are how the comics are so the had the themes the, the themes, the, the, the there. themes, yeah. the, the, themes the, there, the colors yeah. uh, how the comic how each issues of the comic would start would be reflected in the ending and you yes. can see that in the show okay so like damon really used a lot of influence from the comic to right. influence the show like, and you know and it was just it's a fucking masterpiece the crazy thing is <laughs> alan Moore had nothing to do with he didn't want anything yeah. to do with the show yeah as much as we love Alan, isn't isn't it like a thing where like Alan was like it's a one shot? This new guy who who did a no show? no the shit with Alan had to do with it's what book, DC did, yeah what DC did to as, him. He claims as a masterpiece for Watchmen. He claims as a masterpiece. Yeah. Leave it alone because he did the after Watchmen. No, before the Watchmen a couple of years before, back. Before yeah, he does that was trash. and he just signed as a don't put my name on it. I yeah. want anything to do with it. So anything they uh, with Watchmen like the movie. Okay. The yeah. show, Alamon was nothing to do because he wrote the book. He says, okay, I did my job. That's it. Leave it alone. And the, That's his stance on it. And then my, my understanding of it is that uh, he did the original deal with DC, and it was like this deal's going to run out uh, once, like after a year. After you stop making issues of Watchmen, uh, after a year of that, then he gets full rights back. But what ended up happening was that DC kept republishing and republishing, and they kind of just restarted the whole thing so he never got the rights back the and books. he just had a whole he had a terrible relationship between DC because yeah, DC he was, essentially yeah. fucked him over yeah and he was after that that leaves a bad yeah, taste I don't think, yeah I don't really think he's worked with a major company after that no he's, yeah. he, he, he encourages people to self-publish because like, yeah. big big publishers they suck do it yourself Yeah. so how do you feel you know being a self-publisher with Pronto Comics and everything when you get compared to like the big publisher the majors Oh, you're talking about the major or the big two? The big two. Because that's, that's, is Image um, not a it's, big three? It's not that Image is not one of the big companies because Image is, there's right. also Dark Horse. Yeah, because absolutely. Because Dark Horse is there. But it's they're just that when you refer, yeah, they're more considered still independent companies. Really? One of the things about DC is that they purchased a lot of characters. Like Shazam originally wasn't their character. Yeah. Nope. Was never and um, there were a lot Static of other characters. Shock, that yeah. whole Captain like Marvel. icon, like everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody always refers to the big two, Marvel and DC. Oh, okay. 
Okay, yeah. claro que sí. No, little, little, little mm. inside knowledge, you know. <laughs> Come <with> business <laughs> people gotcha, talking gotcha. about things, you know. You know, we, but, we um, can flat age. <laughs> yeah, but to people, like, the thing is also is, like, times of changing. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember there was a time I was, like, only way you, only way you could put out a comic book is if you worked for Marvel and DC, and that was it. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they didn't like you, they didn't like you, and, like, That's I don't it. know what you're going to do with Where, it. When do you think that shift, like, changed? 90s. Yeah? Yeah. Because of image. Because image showed people that you can do it independently. You don't need to be with, like, a big publisher to put out your comic book. And even now, like, technology has changed. Like, people put out web comics yeah. every day. People, they, if you have a story, you go to a publisher. You he has have a web comic. comic. That's why he's dancing. I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, you go, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, the list is long. Take a seat and grab a beer. We're going to be here a while. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there we are. What are some of your favorite non-published comics on the, on the market today? Favorite non-published comics. Mm. Um, there's a couple of stories like in the air that haven't been like put to print yet. Um, I just have to revive. No, 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 not something like you know, like something like you've seen other artists put out there, like Wayward Raven's Damn Heroes. Well, Wayward Raven, of course, love this up. I actually like their Four Horsemen book. Yeah, that they that had was like, pretty a good. couple years back. It was really, really good. Um, Sign, good Signed is another good one that they got. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you heard of it. it. Was Dead Men's Party that was by Scott Burnett and Jeff Marzik. It got picked up by Darby Pop. Okay. They actually, I credit them because without even meeting them, this would not be here today. And hey, look at that. They were shout out again, Scott Barnett and Jeff Marzik. Also, I want to give a big, big, big shout out to um, Rob Anderson, Riddison's in the Advocate. Ooh, yeah, um, gotta definitely give him a big dude, shout out. This man, he is just like I don't even know how to compare him. He's like, imagine a guy who really, really loves comics. Right? Okay. And imagine, like, independent. Doesn't mean that you're broke. Doesn't mean that you don't have, like, a major right. deal. This guy, if you rock with him, he will rock with you. He will promote yeah. the hell out of he you. He does. I, 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 I'm I, just sad because I haven't done more stuff with Rob. He's amazing. And, but whenever I see Where Rob, he he's of? awesome. He's in Florida. He's in Florida. He's Florida. Okay. But he no, makes it up for the creative. Con- yeah. Con? What? Got me and Rob, we did a, um, we did a um, panel with Buddy um, this past October. It was, like, me, Dominic, Rob. Who else? Stan Cho was there. The whole bunch of people. Okay. Oh, big shout out to Nelson. Nelson DeCastro. This, my guy. Okay. Nelson, he's been drawing for like 30 years. Guys done work for Marvel, DC, you name it. He's done it. Okay, okay. Remember the Marvel Masterpieces, like the cards, the trading cards? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did those. This guy, he's so cool. And then it's like, we're doing a... Okay, buddy, he emails me. Hey, I have a panel... On this date, this time was like a Thursday night, 6.30, whatever. Are you around? I'm like, shit, man. I'm just coming. Of course I'm around. Like, you need me. I got you. So then, he emails me to just sit in the front row. So, I sit in the front row. But he's like, hey, man, do you want to sit up here? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> so now, I'm sitting at the table, and Nelson is sitting next to me. And I'm like, wow, man. It's like, it's one of those moments in your life where, like, you, you work, you work, you work, you work, you work, and you don't really think about, like, what you're doing because you're just working. And, like, I took a moment and was like, yo. That's I'm, all hindsight. I'm sitting on a panel with all these great people. Like, people, I have their comic books in my house. And we're sitting at the same table drinking free water. <laughs> <laughs> my book is called Cross. The pitch of that, a contract killer finds out he's a terrorist in the Aussie universe. He had to travel to the Aussie to find himself and save the world. 
So that's my book that Ooh. I own. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Sebastian, he's seen it. Like That would be cons. like a dope series to watch. Like, Yeah. If you know anybody, hey, man, I got the content. You know, let me know. You, you see how he's shaking the head. My? What are some of the, um, the the future that you're looking to do with Pronto Comics? What are you looking to complete in the industry? Um, just make good shit. That's all. That's that's. Is the, there is there a dream project that you're like, I have this one in the bag, but like, if you don't have ideas, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Bad. Like we do this thing for real. Like our heart beats for what we do. We bleed for what we do. If you're just a guy coming up, want to make some money? Not yeah, gonna, not gonna not, make it. No, you're not, not going to make it well over here. Right. Because we can smell you. Yeah. We smell opportunists. We smell people who are not artists. We smell it on you. Again, getting into this industry, I think one of the greatest things that you guys did was one year at Creative AfterCon, you did an off-site New York City Comic Con panel. Yes. At the bar. Yes. And it's one of the things that stuck with me was that, you know, if you're looking to get into comics, you know, you're not doing it for the money. Because at the end of the day, if that's the one thing that you're doing it for, Yo, you're you kind of stifling. Business. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> definitely. <Christ. laughs> Funny story. I was in California. This was, um, I'm going to say Graffiti Con. And what like, is Graffiti Con, by the way? Graffiti Con is um, Modesto, California. Okay. At the Modesto, like, whatever center it is, whatever. And it's great because it's like people in California, I love them because they're cosplayers. That's like a big community out there, which is cool. But your home is like 110 degrees during the day. <laughs> and they're in like full costume, makeup. Oh, yeah. And go all big, that go big or go home. Like, your sure. homes. I. Drink so many bottles of water out there because I'm not used to the heat. Like, yo, <laughs> this shit is crazy out here. It's hot. I was doing a panel. I was like, yo, how do you guys not die out here? And like, I've, legit, girl, I've legit seen some of like my good like cosplay friends with built-in cooling fans nah, from like man. their PCs built mm. into the cosplay because like it's and so hot. I mean, you also have probably have like the exhaust fans too, so you mm-hmm. don't suffocate. You operate so differently when the hunger. Like, hits different. When that hunger hits different, when that hunger is like, yo, I need this. Not like, I just want to do it because I want to do it for shit. Oh, no, I no, no, no. I need this. Your bones shake for what you do. Yeah. Like, real talk, man. Like pa- The passion projects are usually the projects, like, that resonate most with people at the end of the day. Like, you can't be serious. That's the name of the webcomic that I do. But you can't be serious was one of those projects that... Tommy pitched to me. He was like, "Yo, you want to do like the spoof horror comic and just like for shits and giggles?" And I was like, "You and me writing shit together? Fuck yeah! Like, <laughs> let's go!" And the more we wrote together, we immediately thought of Kimbo as our artist. It grew into this thing where originally it was going to be just one off. Like each ep- each um, each issue was just going to be one like one off. Now it's like this continuous story that we've built upon, and we're just like, "Yo." This is something, like, we love. Like, this is our baby, and we're so, like, in it. You know what I mean? You know what I tell people? My whole life. When it comes to comic books, like, creating stories, everything. It's like, your homes up here. You have this idea. You see it in your brain first. 
before you hire an artist, before you do anything, before you even write a script, you see in your brain first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Social media, um, on Twitter, on um, Mr. Knight Writer on Twitter. On Instagram, D Knight Writer. On Facebook, hey, Dennis Knight. Indieplanet.com. Indieplanet.com. Okay. Cross comic books. Is there anything on like comicsology? Anything out there? I'm trying to get into that. Not okay. there yet. Okay. I'm actually trying to build my own website. Where you can find us, the Nerds of the Round. You can find us on Instagram at the Nerds of the Round. You can find us on Twitter at the Nerds O T R, and you can find us on Facebook at the Nerds of the Round. Uh, as I always say, hit us up, contact us, like what we do, don't like what we do, let us know what you don't like. I mean, you know, we're just doing this because we fucking love it. Our sponsor is Imbion, I N B E O N, for ten percent off anything that we do. Everything? Everything. Use the code Get Nerdy with it to get 10% off web hosting, to get 10% off of Inbeyond Con tickets. When are those coming out? August 22nd, Hofstra University 2020. Ta-da. Does that include artist tables? Cause that includes artist tables. What? That includes artist tables.